Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. When the time for the manifestation of the glory comes and we're still waiting for it and we haven't seen it and we, we begin to sometimes, you know, the devil begins to tell us, is that, is, this, is that really possible? Don't you, don't you think you're stretching it a little bit too far? Then we, remind, we, we, we remember that it was everything I'm preaching. I didn't say it myself. It's not my derivation. It's there in black and white. So to give clarity to this perfection in Christ, we have to go to Ephesians chapter 4, which Pastor Laulu read. We do that every Sunday here. But I, I want to read it again today, you know, uh, in this context. Ephesians chapter 4. You know, so that we know exactly what we're believing God for. And we're not going to, we are not going to settle for a counterfeit. We are not going to settle for Zoa. We're not going to settle for something that is lower than what God promised. That's why he added the oath. Because it is so, it is so, I was going to use the word fantastic, but I don't use the word fantastic because fa- fantasy is something that's not real. It's so wonderful that it took the, it takes the oath of God on top of his promise to keep me and you stable. So that our, the, our soul will not drift, you know, on the waters of unbelief, the waters of delay, the waters, and, and our hand will not be slack. He said that we may have strong consolation. So if you don't, if you don't know what I'm talking about now, you, you, your hand can become slack. And you will not press in to lay hold on that hope. If, Ephesians chapter 4. Oh, glory be to God. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody here. You know, in verse 11 and 12, I'm just going to, you know, paraphrase briefly. It says he's given apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfection of the church. Then he now tells us the goal of that perfection. What exactly it is. He says, till. I didn't hear you. Till. Everybody say till. Say till. Say it again. I remember preaching years ago, Pastor G, I'm sure you remember this, honey, you remember this. You know, there are three untils. Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus cannot come until this happens. There are three of them. There's this one, you know, till we come to the knowledge of the Son of God. There's another one, he says that, you know, until the earth receives the former and the latter rain. Then there's one in Psalm 110, says, sit at my right hand until... Thy enemies I made thy footstool. There's no coming. He's not going to stand until his enemies have made his footstool. And you know what I like, honey? The last enemy is death. The, the church will conquer death in the eyes of the whole world. Because we will start raising the dead like Jesus did. Not once, not twice, not three times. That's what makes it difficult to believe. That's why he had to add the oath. 
If you look at the thing on the surface, and you look at this church that we've seen for 2,000 years, you know, and our fathers and all of that, we hardly see that. We've seen a few ones of that. But nothing like, nothing like what we see in Jesus' ministry. The other day I was meditating on these things. I'm coming back to Ephesians in a minute. You know, and I, I remember what Elisha said. And it challenged my heart. Naaman came, the Syrian. He was a leper. Watch this, honey. Elisha had never met him. Elisha didn't know whether he believed or he didn't believe. He didn't know whether he was a good man or a bad man. You know, except the Holy Spirit revealed to him. You know. But he heard about how Ahab misbehaved. And he began to cry and say, ah, this is coming to look for trouble. You know, because the, the, the king of Syria sent Naaman with a diplomatic, you know, uh, 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 group to come to Israel. That we, one of your people told us that there is a prophet here that can heal the leper. So I'm sending my, um, <laughs> I'm sending my secretary of state, you know. So he wrote it in a diplomatic official letter. You know, so please get him healed. Ahab, <laughs> poor Ahab. Ahab saw the letter and said, See how this man is making trouble. Uh, am, I, am I God? And he began to tear his clothes and misbehave. The news of the, of, uh, of the misbehavior, <laughs> let me use it, that's a light expression. That's another statement, but. <laughs> The, the news of the worry of the king of Israel floated down to the ears of Elisha the prophet. Then he said something that I don't think any man of God on the earth today can say. He said, why is the king of Israel disturbed? Send him to me and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. Let's let hey folks keep it close. Cool. How many of us can say that today? None. Now we have healed the sick, you know, but we know that you can't just tell anybody to come <laughs> and you know that you will heal him instantly. Unless you are carrying a particular kind of anointing. That is what Paul is describing here. He said, where has therefore rendered? <laughs> That's what happens when you, when you don't walk with God. Ahab, you know, was a, was a bad boy. <laughs> so he was afraid, you know. So he, Elijah, what? I, 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 I came to my heart and said, what audacity. And I asked myself, Ulubi, can you do that? Then I told God, I said, I must do that before I leave this planet. send him to me. He was 100% sure he would heal Naaman. And he did. And he did it without fanfare. He didn't even come out to see him. Uh, let's give Elijah a clap offering. What a word. So I tell him to go and wash seven times in the Jordan and he will be healed. What a word. What audacity. What boldness. Ah, we must get there. You know why? He had the double portion. 
which is a type. It's not the full of it, but it's a type of the spirit without measure. So he knew, he knew what he was saying. Then go and wash. The Bible says, you know, after some persuasion, Nehemiah goes and he says his skin came as a baby. Then he came back and said, now I know. Oh, give the Lord a clap offering. Ah, these are the days of Elisha. Now I know that there is no other God but the God of Israel. They will come and tell us. That is this. This is what we want to lay hold on. Back to Ephesians. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. That's that perfect man Paul spoke about in Colossians. We now get a a clearer definition of it here in Ephesians. So it's not left to your human imagination of just maturity and all of that. It's not just perfect of maturity. He's telling you what it is now. Unto a perfect man. I didn't hear you. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Verse 14. I'm, we don't normally read, but I'm going to read it. Because it, this is the problem. That we henceforth be no more children. Did you notice in First Corinthians, we're going to do that next week, but I'm getting ahead of you, you know, you know this news before it happens. Do you notice in First Corinthians, he says, when I was a child, I thought I was a child. Then it is as a child, I see through a glass darkly. He wasn't talking about heaven, he was talking about maturity and perfection. When you, when you mature and you become perfection, you see clearly. You don't see through a glass darkly. If you're still seeing through a glass darkly, it's a sign of spiritual childishness. That we henceforth Oh, am I talking to anybody here this afternoon? Be no more children. Tossed to and fro. Carried about with every wind of doctrine. By the slight of men. And cunning craftiness. Whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But. Oh, scream it somebody. Speaking the truth in love. May grow up. Everybody say it again. Say it one more time. Into him. In a few things. Which is the head? Even Christ. That is why he had to add the oath to the promise. This, the natural mind, the natural, if you understand it with the clarity I'm t- preaching it to you now, finds it is boggling. That we, notice he put in Colossians, he said every man, so it's individual. So they're going to be individuals who will grow up into Christ in all things. It means everything you see in the four Gospels. The walking on water. The changing of water to wine. The instant healing of the sick. The instant cleansing of lepers. There's one account. It's in Matthew 8, I think. You know? A leper comes to Jesus. Just like Elisha. It's the same thing. Elisha and Naaman. It's the same thing all over again. He said, you can heal me if you will. No word of knowledge. No word of wisdom. The spirit without measuring oppression. And Jesus said, I will. You know what I love about it? The Bible says the leprosy left him. So leprosy can hear. <laughs> oh, glory. Give the Lord a clap of somebody. The lepr- what? Listen to it very carefully. 
So leprosy has a leg. Leprosy could hear. He said, the leprosy left him. So there's something, there was somebody who was enforcing the leprosy inside the leper's body. But when he heard the voice <laughs> of the king of kings and the lord of lords, when he heard the voice, watch this, when he heard the voice of the word that had become flesh, when he heard that voice, the authority and the power that was, that was behind those words, the, the, the leprosy left him. Leprosy obeyed that voice. Leprosy will obey your voice. Aha! You now see why you need the oath. You see, before you said that, amen, you... The leprosy left him. I like the way Jesus said it. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 8. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Wow. But we look at the church today. We see a little bit of healing of the sick. A little bit here and there. But nothing like this. Let, let's even put Jesus on one side just for a minute. We'll come back to Jesus because that's our goal. Elisha. Elisha. And Elijah. But Elijah had the double portion. Do you know what he said one day? He said, there shall be no rain. Isn't it good for us to be able to say that in Nigeria today? To bring our politicians in line. He goes to Ahab. There shall be no rain in Israel. But according, not to God's word, but my word. Of course, we know it's God's word. Backing his word. Do you know what the Bible says? It says for three and a half years. There was no rain. Because a man. Oh, I shan't know. May God, may God, God help our unbelief. May God bring us to where he wants us to be. A man of like passions. Elisha, you know, was not perfect. Far from it. He had his problems, you know. But God, this man followed his master, Elisha, and God trusted him with the spirit without measure. And he used it effectively in Israel. Said there will be no rain. Then when the time came. He said go and tell Ahab. Said there is a sound of abundance of rain. Then he goes to Mount Carmel. And he puts his head in between his feet. The same position a woman is when she's traveling. When she's giving birth. And he begins to pray and travail. Then he says Gehazi go and check. Nothing. Come back. Seven times. Now seven doesn't mean Alulaya Miji. It means it means you know you do it until it's complete. Symbolic of completion. What we call praying through. With that intercession, this man opened the heavens. He said, Go and tell Ahab. I hear the abundance of rain. The Bible says there was a small fist of a cloud. 
And then the rain came. And this same Elijah was now, watch this, this is another one. He was so physically strengthened by God. You know, we read this thing and we just, we just gloss over them. He outran a chariot of horses. For a 40 mile journey to Jezreel. Oh no, I just believe You see why you need the anchor. You now see why you need the anchor. And Elijah is not where we are going. We're going to Jesus. Superior to Elijah. Malachi. I'm telling us what the glory is that we want to lay hold on. The hope of the glory. Malachi chapter 3. Am I helping anybody here? And look at verse 1. Malachi is a prophet of the Old Testament. What we call the minor prophets. Like somebody said, they're not minor because they were minor. They're minor because their books were smaller. <laughs> so we call the other books. It's not because uh, the other prophets was, was, was major or superior to the other. No, 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 no. It's just because the length of their books was small. Okay? Malachi is only four chapters. Whereas Isaiah is 66 chapters. Jeremiah, I think, is 51. You know, or 52 chapters. You know, Ezekiel is 48 49, you know. So that's why we call them the major prophets because of the volume of their books, you know. And then Daniel, for example, you cannot say Daniel is minor to, to Elisha or to, or to, or to, or to, Eli, or to Isaiah. It's just that the book of Daniel is only 12 chapters. Okay. So it, it, this is a great prophet, uh, Malachi. He says, I will send my messenger. Behold, I will send my messenger and he Turn to your neighbor and say, he who, he the messenger, shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord, whom you shall seek, shall what? Suddenly come to his temple. That temple there is us. Our souls and our physical bodies. Even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he shall come, save the Lord of hosts. And who may abide the day of his coming? And who will stand when he appears? You know, for it's like the refiner's fire. You find again in Psalm 102, I think it's in verses 15 and 16, you know, where it says, you know, and the Lord will, will appear in his glory. He said, when he shall build up Zion, he will appear. He's talking about, the Lord is already with us. He's talking about a manifestation, a coming of the spirit without measure into our souls and bodies that manifests itself as glory, which is, you know, uh, the manifest power of God. That is the power of God that unbelievers, everybody can see. When Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, the Bible says he called it the glory of God. That's the glory of God. The power that men can see. When you tell the leper, I will. And the leprosy leaves him instantly. That's the glory of God. That's the one nobody can argue with. When somebody has been dead and buried for four days and you go to the tomb and you open, you open the tomb. Today they don't, they don't have caves like they used to back in the old days, you know, but it's the same thing. You know, today it would be, you go, can you imagine somebody going to uh, uh, Songo Cemetery there and say, 
you know, break the break the tombstone, break it, break it, break it, break it quickly, quickly. <laughs> Do you see why you need the oath? <laughs> Even that people are laughing. Nobody believes. Break the tombstone. Uh, bring, 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 bring the casket out. Open it. Seest thou where thy faith is? Can you see why God had to add the oath to the promise? And then you say, Tunde, whoever. Come forth! And the, the thing that's been buried for how many days? You know, the whole thing just goes... <laughs> all the people will run away. But you know, that is when they'll start fearing the church. When that happens, you know what they're going to say? Now we know that there is no other God. This is the glory. Lay hold! This is what he means. So don't, don't, don't let's settle for Zohar. It's not about healing headache. I mean, maybe grow up into him in all things. So if that is true, so if Jesus raised the dead after four days, you and I should. Maybe after one week. Since then, we'll do greater. You can push it to two weeks. Just to be sure the miracle happened. By that time, all the worms, you know, everything, the, the whole body would have been decayed. Then see God do a miracle in front of everybody. The spirit returns to the body. All the worms run away. You know, the whole body, all the eyes, everything is reconstituted. The heart that starts pumping, the blood starts pumping. And the person that was there, let me out of this place. Why am I lying in the coffin? <laughs> for the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death Jehovah said to Adonai sit at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy I don't know about you, but I believe it. I have sat with these scriptures. I have ruminated. I have meditated. I have looked God eye to eye. I said, God. And he said, I confirmed it with an oath. Because I knew that when this time comes, because of all the devil and all doubt and fear, people will say, hmm, hmm, hmm. Ah, hmm. That was in the olden days. I was in time of Bible, but today uh, those kind of things cannot happen again. They're going to happen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, 
attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.